Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, Augie Carton. I am John Hall. Night, a John traveling, Hall. A traveling, a John traveling, a traveling. It's the traveling road show to the Pacific Northwest. I'm uh, still in the same location from last week, but uh, to soon... smell hops, to hand rub hops, and drink okay. Roush beers, as far uh, as I can tell. That's uh, it's it's all. So Jeff Allworth, who I'm going to be staying with in a couple of days, uh, obviously good friend of the show, has been trying Love to get Jeff me to come Allworth. out to this area forever in mid September because of the abundance of wet hop beers because every brewery no matter their size has the connection at a farm and they do their fresh hop ipas their wet hop ipas uh, or pale ales or or whatever and they don't travel to the rest of the country so Allworth has been trying to get me to come out for years just to drink fresh green hops in a glass and this was the year to do it and i'm uh i've yet to find one with the with the notable exception of yesterday, <laughs> I was at Ron Extract's place in uh, just south of Bellingham, Garden Path Fermentations, and he had a uh, fresh hop, like cool ship IPA, Britannomyces, uh, <laughs> fun thing. And so I ordered it, and I'm drinking it. And I was like, boy, this does not have a lot of robust hop character. To it. <laughs> and and so I saw Ron um, after I was done drinking it, and he's like, oh yeah, well, we 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 put them in fresh and then we age it for a year before releasing it. I was I like, was, course, so so here's the problem with your math. And I expect Allworth to know better than this. Um, if the hops are being picked right now, and this is, I know it's not the top of picking, but it's very early. It takes bare minimum. I mean, if you do a Quebec, you could turn it around in eight days. Right. So, you know, yeah. the fresh the fresh hop beers aren't going to start showing up in the tap rooms for another three or four weeks. It's no they're The, the very earliest ones from late August are starting to, to hit uh, this week. I have a slate of press releases and notes and social media stuff with people who basically it seems like on Tuesday they're all going to start popping up now which then... which hops which hops that excite the john hall hop brain are early harvest hops like I have of no the idea. ones you're seeing how can that be because i'm not reading them that closely i'm just gonna go and oh, you know, right. I'll, I'll, i'm right. gonna i'm gonna do like real time reporting you know like like, like oh, the days of your is this instagram live i can't i'll, I'll, sure. I'll sign up yeah. i'll subscribe right. <laughs> what up insta fam What's this up, is... Insta fam? Let's do this. 
Hey, Kennedy and Cass. You want to do here. it on the curtain? Hey, Kennedy and Cass are here, and this is a. Guys. Whoa. Yo. Cass, you've got beer three, right? I do have beer three. Open that shit. Uh, it, Drink it's open. Because I just had my first sip. And it's like I'm drinking mulled wine. There's so much fucking clove in it. <laughs> Holy shit. Being back in high school. How do you not have this? Wow, this is this is fucking a terrible idea. What is this beer? It, I don't even know. I can't even feel yet whether it's high or low ABV, but it, it smells like kids trying to get drunk on fucking cheap wine and spice mix. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Hey kids, um, I'm I'm hey not kids. sure what to think of it just just yet. It's, it's I will say, too. but we don't need to jump into it yet. I just had my first sip, and it was it was like, it was like I accidentally grabbed that piece of the ham where the clove is sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Oof, oof, oof. I like Justin's just confirmation. Uh huh. I'm that not. Was... I'm not drinking these along with you guys. And, and ho- Fuck I didn't, you! I didn't... What did I ever do to you? There's Hold like on, a dude. there's a back end on the show. Yeah, there's a back end flavor on it too. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm it's like I... orange zest. It's literally like somebody took one of you know. All right, so I'm older than you all, right. but there there was a time where moms used to put sachets of potpourri on the back of toilets and baskets mm-hmm. to to make the bathroom not stink. Yep. It tastes like somebody threw well, one of those in a, in a tea bag. <laughs> just stick it in a different way. <laughs> oh, you could just you could just put this can on a Bunsen burner, wait till it exploded, and the whole room would smell like my mom's sachet. You know what? This um, this can was was quite pressurized too when it arrived on my end. Um mm, I had to get it into the fridge because I thought it it just looked like the, the end was it's about clearly to burst. somebody's it's clearly somebody's spiced pumpkin, whatever, right? But it's just all right, so let's just talk about it because there's only two of us, right? Because yeah. Hall Hall doesn't have these. Hall doesn't have it, and I, I you I, didn't mail these out to me. I didn't because I had to mail your beer really early this week, and I didn't get everything together. And, and this one wasn't packaged in time. This one was right. still steeping. This is one of those your, fresh hot beers. Your tea <laughs> timer hadn't gone off yet. Yeah. Um. All right. So get with me here. All right, I'm going to list it. I got obviously I got clove off the top. There's some cinnamon there. I've got a little touch of orange, little touch of ginger, dark cherry, dark I, fruit. Oh, I like your dark fruit. Yeah, but it's not the body of the beer. Like I wish, I wish that I wish this was more like a a double or a quad with this spicing on it, because the beer underneath this amount of spicing feels a little thin. Mm. I would have. Uh, I would have bodied up the beer a little more, given it a little more to chew on, maybe a doppelbach or something, and then added these spices. Uh, Hall, I really wish you had this one. I feel I like know, it would I'm, I'm I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out all that much. If it came <laughs> out of a you, bottle. How do you feel about pumpkin beers? How do you feel about pumpkin beers? Because that's clearly what this thing wants to be. I, you know, a I, pumpkin-free pumpkin beer. I don't prefer that combination of spice in regular life, so I don't typically prefer those beers. But pumpkin in general... I don't have a problem with it's the spice combination that I don't enjoy the flavor of. Fair enough. All right, Cass, give us your notes. Um, my just notes on a beer is just just very thin and dark fruit flavor. Like it feels like it wants to be some sort of Belgian, but yeah. there's a neat there's a neat there's uh, a neat fermentation thing going on here. I don't usually associate with the style, which is that peroxide thing I like in really hoppy little beers it's got kind of that that scrubbing thing at the end but i'm afraid that might be like 
just nutmeg and I'm just not putting it in the right place. You know how nutmeg has that kind of tongue numbing scrubbing thing. It might just be yet another spice in here. This is somebody's fucking yeah, it's somebody's overspiced little brown that they're calling a pumpkin beer. Um I'd feel differently know. about it if it came out of a bottle. I feel like there's a perception to it with this can that's really throwing me off too. What size can is it in? It's a twelve it's short. Okay. Um all right, so so what if what if we were at my house, I warmed it and cut it 50-50 with, like, finger jug red wine. You'd probably like it, right? Of course. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think this needs, like, an orange with cloves sticking out of it, floating in it in a crock pot at somebody's... with, And, like, put a dry ice thing in it, so it's like, ooh. <laughs> and then it'd be like, then it'd be like this is the and best Halloween, Halloween party? party ever. I would dump this in in place of the spices into the wine. You get a couple yeah, cans I mean. of this, and, yeah, and just replace the actual... You know what this might be great for? Have you guys watched? Have you guys caught the show The Bear yet? I'm aware of it, but I haven't watched it yet. I've watched part of it, some of it. I, I obviously. Where are you going with this, though? I don't understand. I really just. So at one point, they're ex- they're explaining a veal demi to somebody, and the way you make a veal demi is you make a tremendous amount of veal stock, and then you cook it down to its a one hundredth of what it was while stirring it. And all this, and it's. It was fun and it was funny to hear it explained. And I think he even uses kitchen terms like, and then you just hammer it for four days. But anyway, I feel like if you took this beer and treated it like a veal demi and just reduced it down to its its thickest concentrated form and then poured it over a like roast acorn squash or something, it would make one hell of a sauce. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, build it up with butter while you cook it down. This could be a good ingredient. Um all right, let's All right. get so beer one out of the way. It was never intended. This is a letter show, guys, but that one grabbed my tongue so vigorously we had to get through it fast. This is from Two Roads Brewing. It's called Roads Mary's Baby. Oh, get it, Road, because yeah. there's two roads. Uh, it is a and Rosemary's Baby is a aged in rum. Aged in rum barrels with vanilla. Hold on, I'm opening it. I barely get any vanilla. It's a cool jack o' lantern. Oh, Rosemary's Babies. That was a movie that scared people in the 70s, 60s, but yeah, um, Roman Polanski. Ale brewed with pumpkin and spice. Roman Polanski, the child molesting, yep, yep, not He's allowed in the country it. guy. Sharon Tate's what a weird, what a, what a a weird thing to what a weird thing to associate your beer brand with. <laughs> They've been making it for years. Uh, yep, yeah. do they not know about the child rape? I'm pretty sure that's been known longer. <laughs> Two roads is a bill. I don't know. Getting back in the show. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty uncomfortable about this. All right. So I guess if you have it in your cellar, cook it down and put it on top of a roasted acorn squash. Lots of salt. Um, six point eight percent too. This is not a ooh, it's not a session beer. Not at all. Well, by any means. Well, that's can. That's the right size for that. Are you guys in right. letter? Um, I want the first of our. How many letters do we have? So we space it accordingly. We don't just do a one letter letter show. Like we got a lot. We got a lot of letters. So all right, I'll listen to the first. I got to go get the beer for. I got to open beer for. It's a bottle, and I don't. Why don't you read the question? Read the first letter. All right, this is from Nadine B. Nadine says, "Hi, Augie. Drinking Nadine. Drinking a glass of wine at night with dinner is not necessarily a drinking problem. However." 
Drinking alcohol every day can be a sign of alcohol use disorder, AUD, or lead to <laughs> She couldn't make it be AUG? <laughs> that would have been much more on the nose. Like other attack me, Nadine. If you're going to attack me, Nadine, spell my name right. AUD. Like other anyway, forms of alcohol, wine can be addictive if it is regularly consumed in large quantities. Thought you'd want some insight on, are you a wine addict? Please let me know. <laughs> Happy to pass along information for editorial consideration from the health experts at Bedrock Recovery. Oh, <laughs> this is a, this, oh, this is that fair, one. To be fair, this is a press release that some PR hack sent out. Um, I got it as well on my wine enthusiast account, um, as well as the All About Beer account, which really shows that they're 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 paying super great attention. But but they did address oh, yeah. it to me, John, and on our show, the shtick is that I'm the wine guy, right? I, I understand, but they yes. clearly they clearly like that was well hit. Like had they said mine was mine was high to this yes. beer. Yes. But no. you know what I mean? Had they been like, dear Justin, they'd have been like, you don't, li- we could say you don't listen to our you show. You don't listen By to the show. Dear Augie, it's possible they, they've actually heard of us. And they don't think Kennedy's um, a man either. So, it's so let me ask, let me ask what we know about this before I answer the question that I am absolutely a million percent addicted to anything I can taste and love it all and don't want to fucking change a thing about it. Um, so yeah, give me your non-alcoholic wines too and I'll taste them and tell you what I think. Um, but anyway, but without getting all that bullshit, is this, is this somebody trying to market an alternative to AA or is this just a different version of Christianity packaged in a sobriety and sold to the masses to eat up my tax dollars? What are we talking about here? It's funny. There's no, um, there's no link to the, it says from the health experts at bedrock recovery, but there's no link to whatever that is. There's a link to drinking alcohol. Let's click on that and see where it goes. Oh, it does go to bed. And now you have malware. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Smile at the Russians, Justin. All right. There's a telephone number. There's alcohol addiction, signs, complications, and recovery. Um, Listen, I I mean, I don't don't want to tease uh, alcohol addiction or recovery or anything because it's obviously something to mess around with. But when that email came through addressed to Augie, that was (laughs) that really was sort of spot on. That was that was almost up there with Weber Grills uh, apologizing (laughs) for their meatloaf recipe on the day that we that we lost meat himself. Um, Great comedic timing. Great comedic story. So yeah, I I definitely think I'm addicted to wine. I love wine. Wine is one of my top hundred favorite things in the world. Um, thanks for reaching out. I, I hope that helped with your metadata. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have problems with alcohol, obviously we've talked about that on the show before. I think you should definitely, definitely seek consultants better than people that are spamming podcasts. And definitely and better wine, than podcasts. And wine magazines. And... Talk to, yeah, talk to your doctors and talk to your family. And if you are a Christian, talk to your priest, not a group of people at a church basement. And, you know, figure out the guidance you need to help yourself. Don't fucking spam our podcast. Um, All right, letter two is really long. You guys ready? Wait, right. that one wasn't long? That felt long. That was not long. Our response right, was long. All right, this is so, a really interesting What's up? I said, oh, my bad. Oh. Um, this is a letter we got a little while ago, and I've been holding on to it just because I think it needs a longer discussion. But it's from someone named John R. His uh, subject is advice 
to segue into second career in craft brewing. John says, love the podcast, keep it up, hoping I could get some advice on starting a second career in craft brewing. I'm a 43-year-old active duty Marine currently stationed in Okinawa. I'm a few years away from coming up on 20 years of service and thus eligible to retire. I don't have to retire until 30 years or if I stop uh, getting promoted, one rank left to that. Not sure I want to continue once at 20 or get out and follow a new passion. Anyway, looking for advice, like I said. I want to be involved in actual brewing, maybe a brewmaster. I assume I should continue home brewing and experimenting. As far as fermentation, brewing certificate and degree programs, are they worth my time? I had a degree before I enlisted, but have but still have my full-time education benefit from GI Bill. So I have resources for that if it's worth uh, if it's worth it for me. As far as a job, I assume I will only be considered for seller worker or something. That's fine. I assume the idea here is to be humble, take advantage of any opportunity. The obvious, low pay. Uh, another obvious, I'll be able to brew. I'll be able to draw on my pension immediately upon retirement, so I won't be completely destitute. But is there anything else for me to consider? I keep thinking not waste my time here in Okinawa, that I can use it to learn, study the science art of homebrew. Um, is there anything else I can do here to prepare? Oh, so I'm 43. How much will that be an issue? I enlisted at 23. So my peers being younger than me, um, but not what I'm assuming will be this great. I have no issue with it. There's not complete sentences here. I just want to have a second career in something that I was passionate about as about as the Marine Corps. Uh, Please include anything I didn't think of. Cheers, John. I... Right off the bat, I'd say at 43, the big consideration would be having to start lugging around sacks of grain at the brew house, but he's also a Marine. So I I don't think that's going to be an issue uh, at age wise, but that's my first. to, To be clear, I am 52 and have never been anything remote as fit as it would, you'd have to be to be a career Marine. And there's no lifting that happens at the brewery I can't do. So yeah. there's at least 10 years before you need to start being concerned about that. Uh, what I would say to you is because of the, well, first of all, you seem to have the right attitude, right? You see, you seem to be like, look, I want to learn how to do it. And learning's a process, right? You're not like, hey. Um, part of what you touched on is that you have the ability to do the thing I resent most in career building, which is people of privilege find their way into these jobs because they can afford to work for less money. Right now, your privilege is your pension. It's not your parents. So obviously I'd be significantly less bothered by you finding a low paying internship to break your way in through because you've done the work to merit it yourself. And, because you've got that all behind you, you'll probably fly through an internship program much farther than a spoiled kid whose parents have him living in the basement while he figures his path. So again, that's a positive. The thing I'd really suggest is definitely keying in on the GI Bill part, be it Go or Siebel or any of the others, mostly because as far as I understand that, you could do things like go find yourself in education and brewing in Germany and all that. And the, the giant uptick, like watch this, John, you're going to be impressed how I stick this landing, but don't interrupt it. 
I did a podcast like eight years ago where I taught, I'm not, I'm sorry, not a podcast, a Ted talk where I talked about it being monumental that we were about to break through the number of breweries in America pre-prohibition for the first time eight years ago. And there are eight times that many breweries in America today, eight years later. So that has led to a really weird situation in our system where everybody has some amount of experience that wants it. So you can definitely go get experience just by saying, I will work for you because we all need workers. We all need good workers. We all need good workers who understand that brewing is mopping and your attitude seems to suggest that you have all that going for you. Um, but there's a level of professionalism that isn't learned when a guy who was only a head brewer for two years taught you and you went to be a head brewer a year later that can be learned in those schools that I think is super attractive to us people that have been doing this more than five years at this point. So if you can figure out a situation to get to any school and get properly educated, you know, in, in, in some divergent brewing thoughts, right? Cause these days, every brewer that's going to hire you is going to teach you how to add a bag of flaked oat to your IPA recipe and how to get away without decocting a Pilsner. These are all good skills. And depending on how good the person that teaches you are, you can learn it quickly, but having somebody who has the basic, building blocks that are all of the knowledge of brewing for thousands of years, which can be learned at Siebel and Davis. And I said, Chico, I meant Davis. Um, And like I said, there's a couple German schools. I don't even know the names of, but if you have the ability to live cheaply abroad because of your military life and the GI bill to pay for it, that'd be bad fucking ass. And I think even a long version of these, for like two years so if you're 45 with that degree and you're looking for work i think you'll find a decent paying job i think you'll need to lean into your pension and the fact that i think you can still buy cheap cigarettes on base um and stuff like that but if it really attracts you that's fine and i think what matters most is in six months of that learning like fuck even if you just sign up cia and take some hutch classes you get a feel for if you really love it like it's Culinary Institute of America, just for those who don't speak Augie. Yes. um, That's not me, dude. The CIA is the CIA. Anyway. Anyway, what I was saying was, um, you know, it's let's go back to my movie metaphor. Like when I was a kid, they told me if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So I got my way into the movie business because I love movies and all that. And I can barely be bothered to watch a movie anymore because when you depend on it for your living, you can resent it. So you may find a year or two in that you loved beer before it was all you do. And now you're one of those brewers who just wants a Miller Lite when the day's over. Or I guess high life is the popular one these days with the brewers. Um, and you've it's lost that high passion. Life. And you've yeah. lost that passion. So, so I, guess, I guess that's all just a rant, but I think it touches on everything you're doing. It, I would go for the education route or find that way, get the exposure without the commitment, get the bigger picture exposure. So you add more value when you're ready to start working. And then, you know, you're going to end up mopping floors for two years either way, but you might as well be ready year four 
with an education than four years of mopping at two different places. The, um, the other part of the education that I would bring up, though, is places like Siebel or Davis, I think, are you know great. And if you have the time and the dedication in the meantime, you know, there's always going to be people who suggest reading. And obviously, you know, if you're a home brewer by now, you've already gone through Mosher's book and you've gone through designing great beers and you've gone through all of the the larger commercial books. But there is a wealth of knowledge in understanding, you know, the hop reports or reading white papers on malt or, uh, you know, finding an area of interest in the raw ingredients of beer or technical journals or, you know, the papers that the Master Brewers Association puts out um, that can help catapult or at least put you into better standing before you get into brewing school. And it's beyond the, you know, oftentimes, you know, the books that we even talk about on this show or the books that, you know, I write or Justin writes and that kind of thing. So um, there's really smart scientific journals that exist around beer. And for somebody who's dedicated, those are an excellent resource, even before you start a formal education. I think that's a very valid and good point. Well done, Mr. Hall. Kennedy or Cass, what do you guys think? Cass, how'd you break into the brewing industry as the chief gypsy canner of the universe? I started a beer blog uh, <laughs> and I started taking pictures of beer, uh, which somehow led me to you one day. Uh, <laughs> that we made videos and that that then that one day uh, the canning line showed up. And then, videos. yeah, we made some beer videos and then the canning line showed up one day and I left with it. Um <laughs> But so I don't know. You guys, wait, you guys did. You hit on a, wait, a lot of good things, though. I my think. fault. <laughs> I do. I don't know. I love beer and I wanted to take pictures of it. You know, there's multiple jobs you can have in this industry. And, you know, John here wants to be in the boots. And there's a lot of things you can do in a brewery, even interning at your local brewery. Uh, you know, seeing what the day to day is like while also doing things like John suggests and reading the books and attending school uh there's so much you can do and And that's also i think a way to differentiate yourself though is coming in you know if you are able to have the real education um or you know a solid education versus just you know showing up off the street and and washing kegs and i think there's benefits to both sides obviously but um you know if it sounds like you really want to make a full career at this and you're coming at it with you know the way that he was uh saying it i think you know reading and getting into a good program is going to going to be beneficial. Yeah. And I I think we all know brewers. I think we all know brewers that come from both aspects of it. We know people that have gone to school and come out and, you know, are doing great things in the industry. And there's people that have just come up through the ranks from that keg washing uh, and, you know, even tasting room, whatever the case may be. So two, two avenues to get to the finish line. Yeah. And, and to be fair, because I'm me, I have to say it. I've also seen horrible brewers from both. So neither one is sure. the right or wrong way. Um, yeah, I, I would heavily lean into the fact that 20 years of military service gives you great educational opportunities and try to maximize that. And I don't know what your part-time life can be while you're a full-time Marine. I doubt it's much. But I also think just being on that side of the world, you could pick up some badass experience Indeed. somehow. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, like there, there's no way. Like, so we we talk about it often, but we never. I don't think we on the show. I don't know that anybody does. There's that that kind of Japanese philosophy of learning something and then making it as best as it could be made. They do it in scotch. They do it in fruit. 
I think a Hitachino does it better than everybody in the world. I don't know that I love a single Hitachino beer for where it, you know, for where it touches my soul. But every single Hitachino beer I've ever had, I'm like, man, they did this exactly as perfectly as it can be done. Yeah. And I imagine that there has to be something else derivative of that right it's got it's got to be something like here where hitachino brewers have gone other places like there's got to be some exposure you can get over there that will will at least start informing your opinion on this stuff before you even have to make this decision yeah the other thing that's really kind of apropos of nothing here though is in my life and experiences out drinking with people you know there's normal drinking with your friends there's a, a there's tougher, forget your beer at the brewery drinking right there's drinking with augie <laughs> which is you know that's now takes a couple of days to recover some of the, <laughs> the, the full contact sport john hall <laughs> well then the nfl league is drinking with marines my cousin is a marine and i went out <laughs> for his bachelor party and I was wrecked for about 10 days after. <laughs> and these guys, days, and these guys were doing suicide sprints in the sand on the Atlantic City beach at 5 a.m. afterwards. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they did it, but it's. That's why I'm pretty sure he could lift a keg, John. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's, <laughs> I agreed with you on that. I said I'm concerned about him. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Good well, luck, thanks John. for the letter. Keep that's a fun letter. That's, that's, yeah, thank you, John. Version. We get, we basically get mm. that question regularly and that was pretty a, regularly. But this one had a nice... I liked it. Yeah. Good, good, good pick there, Kennedy. What's next? Uh, all right. Oh, next... should we talk about beer two? Sure. So Cass, when we drank beer one, you said you wished it was in a bottle. I think we just drank it out of a bottle and there's just <laughs> more vanilla. <laughs> I was gonna say I got I got twenty three flavors of Dr Pepper going on over here. Yeah, it's it's just more vanilla, all that other shit in a bottle. Although I do like the I body like this better. one better. I like this I like one the better. Body better. I like the body better. I, it, I left it over on the table once I tasted it, so I'm not even gonna go back to it. You can tell me that it's Rosemary's baby non rum barrel or whatever with lactose. I, yeah. I'm getting egg cream vibes. Ooh, lactose like, like a, makes sense. Oh, like I like a, like a chocolate egg cream. Is that Rosemary's baby bottle? I don't know. <laughs> I like what you did there. Oh. Oh. But I feel like we're at, you know, we're getting an old old egg cream here. Yeah. But yeah, it's got all those notes, but the dominant one here is vanilla instead of cinnamon and and clove like the last one. But yeah, it's just another fucking pumpkin beer that isn't a pumpkin beer. Um, what better than the last one? The other one, the other one was like so. When I made my first non-pump, non-pumpkin beer, pumpkin beer, when I made the soup one, I wrote on the can a little snarky thing about because pumpkins don't actually taste like Yankee candles or something like that. I feel like that first one was like a Yankee candle pumpkin spice, and this is more a, um, you know, modern beer pumpkin spice. I unwrapped it already. What is it? It's Southern Tier Pumpkin, man. Which I haven't had this beer in a long, Did long, still long time. Make that beer? I yeah, I really. Only, I think that's the only beer they make. I wish. I wish right? Justin sent this in a twenty-two. To be honest with you, just, I really had one more nostalgia. Of you want more of that? Back in the day when this beer came out, I do remember it being a little more viscous and sweeter. I feel like Dude, it's, if you come back, I'll give you eleven ounces. Um... <laughs> 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 it's funny. I I went to the store this morning, oh, yeah, a different yeah. store, 
and uh, they had this this beer displayed along with a different version of this beer they make. It's an imperial pumpkin stout. That's yeah, a, that's that's like the warlock or something, right? Yeah, warlock. That's what it's called. Yeah, pumpkin that, pie in a glass, imperial pumpkin so let, ale. So let's let's take our discussion episode to have this discussion because this is interesting. When I was within two years of opening carton, when I was in full like craft beer geekdom, homebrew geekdom, blah 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 geekdom. Yeah. This A brewery, dude, geekery is my thing. Um, the uh, this brewery was making this type of beer, but different. Like they had one that was like creme brulee or something. Um, Sounds familiar. And I was, I was truly, truly, truly awed and inspired. It's like when we're talking on the, on the, um, yeah, I remember that beer on the Goldfarb episode when we were talking about how I just assume that everybody's doing things the right way. And then I find out people are using caramel coloring and stuff like that. So I was trying to wrap my head around from a recipe cooking perspective how they weren't only making it taste like you know i could see where the vanilla could be coming from i could see but like like the the body was so like this actually feels thicker than other beers like a creme brulee would blah 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 and at the time the craft beer bars i was having these conversations in it was like a hushed whisper like well you know southern tier uses flavorings and i was like what they'd be like yeah they just buy the stuff that Starbucks puts in their cappuccino pumps and puts it in a beer. And I was like, no way that could never be. And a dozen like, years It's like later, vitamin C powder going into an IPA. But uh, well, wow. Remember that show? Uh, but, but what I'm saying is the vitamin C powder makes a lot more sense to me because it's a preservative and an acidification and citric acid, which is what vitamin C powder is, is a thing in preserving. What I'm saying is when people were just, <laughs> when people were just making, you know, at the time when the art sure. was, how do we make it taste like this? And there was some spice and gruet roots, but the idea of putting a store-bought version of the flavor in the beer was preposterous. Now it's literally the business of friends of ours. I'm wondering, was Southern Tier the guys to break that ground? Do you guys who re- write and report on this stuff know anything about this back then versus now kind of thing? Can I say something real quick? Sure. I do yeah, remember the 22s back in the day from Southern Tier were definitely thick and and goopy. And you know, you thinking back on it, they could have labeled them as pastry stouts, but nobody knew what it was at the time. But I feel like exactly what you just described that it or that. Mm. Yeah. Like a dozen years ago, Patrick Rue was making things taste like things by adding ingredients. And these guys, I was told, were making things taste like things by adding the uh, things. And oh. that was like a remarkable difference in my head. And nowadays, it sounds preposterous to have ever even cared that that was a thing. Yeah. I, I would have to go back and look at the timeline, but I know that they were an early adopter. But, you know, I also don't know, like going back to like Buffalo Bills or even some of the other, you know, early pumpkin beers, if there was flavoring or extract going into them. I, I just, I'm trying yeah. to think of. But I don't, I don't mean this beer per se, because this was always kind of a flavoring spice thing. And you can do that with spices. But I mean, like, they were making things, calling it the thing on the label, and I was told making it taste that by buying 
an off the shelf product. Like, sure, no, of like, course they were. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like three pumps of amaretto juice makes their beer taste like amaretto. Instead of, you know, when I call up Patrick Crew, I'm like, "How'd you make that taste like amaretto?" He's like, 60 pounds of almond flour and thyme." I'm like, "Okay, got it." You know what I mean? Like, it was it was just a different thing to think that they were just buying chemicals and putting them in their beer. Whereas now, that's clearly a business model. Sure. That's what I was asking. And if, if there's any truth to it, because again, it was always like, you know what I mean? Like on the side, like, well, you know, like nobody was like, oh yeah, they add flavoring. Like now people, you know, write it on their can. Like our boy, our boy from Magnify is super excited that he's found things to natural add. Natural flavors. It, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Don't say natural flavors. Though. Natural flavors is a government thing. It's not a hiding thing. I'm just saying it because I know it tweaks you. If you see this at the bodega, Justin, Southern Tier makes a nitro can version of the creme brulee at 10% ABV. So keep an eye out for that. Fuck me. You'd have to eat that with a fork and knife. Oh, you you pour that, you are going to pour that into a glass and it's going to disappear in 10 minutes. It's a party starter. Party starter. Another letter. This is a letter. letter. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jason S. Our, our favorite. Oh, we love Jason S. He's very good to us. He supports us. All right. He says, "What is, is he the... more than one person? Is it Jason's?" Jason. That's. I think we've made that joke before. I'm. I know, I, so. but I'm. I'm nothing if not repetitive. That's true. Because did you point. know that I'm nothing but not repetitive? Is that right? You <laughs> should. Anyway. I wish you'd told me that. Anyway. All right. He says, "What is one beer that you wish you can make, and why you or a brewery haven't made it yet?" Augie, what? Uh, I don't understand that question. What's one beer that you wish you could make, but and why have you not made it yet? Like, is there is there a beer you wish you could make, but you don't have the means to make, or you don't have the? (laughs) Dude, I make a white (laughs) truffle beer. (laughs) Like, there's nothing I've ever been like. I wonder if I can that I haven't tried to do, and I guess there's times I'm like, oh, I guess there's a reason nobody did that before me because that's a bad idea. Um, I understand but, the question, but yeah, I, I, I understand your response as well. There's not a single fucking thing I want to do that I don't try to do. And, you know, I, I can't think of a project right now that's stuck. We've now been doing this 11 years when I want to do something like nothing's occurred to me recently that I can't shorthand to a brewer. Like there was a lot more development in those first five years than there is now where it's like, how do we get peanuts into beer? And now i mean if you were a new brewery like there's like books on how to do that now you know what i mean like i i i think i think the only way to answer the question would be to think about things in terms of things i don't think of as beer which is five ingredients pushed around with adjunct four ingredients pushed around with adjuncting um you know what i mean like then you'd have to get into the crazy ass concoction beers or whatever but no, I can't. And I guess even at this point, if there's something I really want to do that I don't know how to do, I think I've now been at it too long where I'm like, oh, well, I should call up so-and-so and do it with them because what I think I want to do and what I know they can do will make it happen. Like, I don't think I don't think I'm in that state anymore. What about you, Hall? Which beer do you wish people were making that they're not? Uh, Sierra Nevada's Keller Weiss. Oof. But that's not hard to make. No, it's not hard to make, but they're not making it anymore, and I wish that they were. Did you see they did that thing 
where they canceled all their shit and then a year later said, What do you wish we'd bring back? Yeah, no, it's a They're doing that they're doing that that Serena Williams, I'm retiring. Well, I won the open again, I'm not retiring. Hey, I'm retiring this year. No, it, and you know they're just going to break hearts. They're going to be like, we know we we hear you. We know you want ruthless Rye. We know you want Keller Vice. You, we know you want us to bring back Stout. Here's a fresh hazy IPA. Well, <laughs> not a fresh. Their last one. I think we're going to break them of that habit. You're so Their mad. last, and we've loved everything they've ever done with Hops. I, but whatever yeah. that last thing was on the show did not go over well. They need mm-hmm. to start beating different drums. Um, I have, I have one. Okay, it, it it was a lambic that I picked off the shelf when I was in Fort Worth, Texas, at a Whole Foods many many years ago, and it was a banana lambic from Shep <laughs> from Brewery <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> It Every was now so that I realized it, why we only let him talk at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Brewery Nanolambic. Nanolambic. It was made in Belgium. I've, I've been Brewery out of Detroit. Yosh. I'm, I'm like fifty percent sure you were on a bunch of ecstasy and just like saying Nanolamb <laughs> so much that you you've convinced yourself the beer tasted good. No, just these... standing in the parking lot of a Circle K, just saying Bananalambic. 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 No, it is a real thing. It is a real <laughs> thing. And, and you know, there's probably some thieves out there that are, you know, dancing to my drum. Yeah, I'm sure there's some Wookiees out there just coming off a little MDMA that's like, I wish I had Bananalambic. Anyway. There was just something about this beer, and I just haven't seen it on a shelf anywhere <laughs> since since that faithful day in Texas. All right. Well, there you go. If you want, I'll try yeah, to make Poe it. Banana is a yeah. sweet you, you of all people would be the one to make it. I will make, and I'm like, I will make you a banana lamb. I just found it. I just found yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm Wait, not it's bullshitting you guys. Yeah, I just put the link. None of us thought you were bullshitting us. You just think you're wrong. Chapeau banana is a sweetened lambic with natural banana juice flavor. Added um, and that's all sweeteners, not... according to the label. Um, it was first brewed in 1980 and was the first banana beer brewed in Europe. The beer What's was up? originally named uh, Ab- uh, Abundance before Chapeau Banana, uh, and the name uh, is standard. It's 3% ABV. So not only <laughs> is it banana flavoring, it's like 73% banana flavoring. Well, but we natu- can make this with real bananas, Augie. Natural banana juice. Oh, bro. Augie. Augie. You have make to make this beer. I will make you a bottle. I will make you, you a bottle. I will not. I will not. Will not. Uh. <laughs> How do you juice a banana? How do you juice a banana? No, we got to get, fu- get a fuck ton of bananas. Thank you, Pure Rain, right? No, 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 no. If you, you definitely could. So there, there's What if we grilled them? Of- there's two kinds of juicers. <laughs> what if like fla- like a flambe, you know? Yeah, dude. But instead, so- let's use plantains. Okay. No. No. <laughs> no, you're all a mess. If we're going to do this, it's going to be banana chips, right? That's what you want. You want And we're going to rest it on pickled onions. What is no. wrong with you? No. no. Why are you ruining gonna, my beer? <laughs> if we're going to do this, what you want is like 50 pounds of those fucking, you know, hippie moms pretend they're not candy sugar dried banana chips right and then you just throw them in a barrel and put a proper guessing brett b 
lambic on it and just just fucking just fucking wait till everything gets gross and then oh the, the mess that's going to be pumping it out of that but oh um when you come uh, up for the party here we'll have some banana lambic on ice uh, waiting for I you will, i will i will i will taste it i will taste it because that's what i do I'm, but i'm super I'm excited and the thing the is idea. we're gonna forget about this and then three years from now augie's gonna be like so here's my here's, three here's your fucking banana, banana lambic. lambic here's your fucking banana lambic you heathens um but to be fair go on who's that so i'm i'm because we we're just talking about southern tier but Who's that company that makes like liter bottles of syrups with like a gold and brown label that they put pumps into the top of and you just sh- pump it into your fucking cappuccino cup before you like walk Amaretti or Amaretto? So, or, yeah. So find their banana shit, dude. And it sounds to me like you could just top up any fucking Lindemans with that and you'd have what you're after. It's not the same. It sounds like it's the same. <laughs> if you heard what Hall just said, that's that's what you're talking about here. If you get a if you get a sugar free like sucralo you know whatever uh, a saccharin version of it it won't even re-ferment. We're talking about a 2013 cast here that just you know really was entrenched in craft beer and seeing a banana lambic on the shelf. All right, so um, if we go to Web Restaurant Store, you can buy a nine pound jug of uh, Amaretti's banana craft puree. It's been for how much shelf stable. How much would you spend for <laughs> nine pounds of banana puree? Zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this was not going over. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, how much would you pay, Cass? A dollar. <laughs> Kennedy. I would say 45 bucks. Damn, right. 45 a pound? You think it's nine dollars a pound? No, uh, it said nine pounds. Five it's nine oh, pounds. Five dollars yeah. a pound. Nine what pounds. a weird number! How could it be nine pounds? Is that a kilo? Like, is that an uh, amount is. of kilos? I'm looking, I'm looking at the picture online right now, and I'm it worried is. every time I'm buying fluids by four the pound. kilograms. Yeah, net weight yeah, nine four, pounds for so four it's four kilograms. So it's yeah. it's a European product. Um, uh, hundred and fifteen dollars. Wow! All right, so, so do me a favor. Do me a favor. Not for, and for nine pounds. Wait, Oh, for nine. Tim, okay. Tim Hitchings, listen. When Justin fails to do this this afternoon, could you do this? Um, put a poll on the Facebook page or put it on the Patreon page so only Patreons can vote. Hey, Patreons, should we spend 115 of your dollars on procuring this thing to Cass's house so that we can bring a random sampling of the best lambics in the world and fuck them up with this shit to see if it makes Cass happy? We'll call it Bananarama. Make it a make it a poll. If we can't do a poll on um Patreon, do it on Facebook. But if you put it on Facebook, make sure only Patreon's votes count. Uh, they also have a banana compound, which I'm not fully aware of what this means. So be. it's like a normal banana, but they add some pulleys to make it easier to pull back. <laughs> uh, and this is a 10 pound pail. Of banana compound, you can't even buy. You, you, you can't even buy it. It's a spackle pail of banana compound. I'm um, And according to their press release, it's the product most often chosen by professional bakers, mm. uh, but now is available for home use. It's Thank ideal God. for like, any <laughs> number of dairy desserts, such as pudding, so ice cream, cream pies, as well as baked goods like cakes, cookies. So and wait a second, are these guys trying to put the 
rotten bananas in the fruit basket into banana bread business to an end? Uh, it looks like <laughs> the available that, pack I mean, sizes uh, range from as small as eight ounces. And then you have your 10 pounder. You have your six. How much pounder. is eight ounces? Uh, eight ounces is 40 bucks. No, I'm going with the other one. Okay. Um, but then if you really want it, they, they sell totes of this. They sell 2,500 pound totes. Oh, we don't need that much. I, uh, I don't know. I think depends, this is, man. What this if this is going exp- to knock out double off of the, well. uh, yeah. What if this experiment goes well and for the rest of your life up at the lake, you're just putting fucking banana in your Corona. We're just doing banana toppers. Well, I will put it out there that if you go try to buy Chapeau Banana on the internet, you will find it out of stock at most retailers. Oh, is that right? Chapeau Banana. I love the name Chapeau Banana, though. That that is worth saving. So we we forgot. We need to. We need to digress, though, here to, to the most important news about well, first, let's Paul's give, nighting. Let's, we, we, hold on. Let's, wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's wait, give wait, kudos wait. to Scofie. Let's give kudos to Scofie because I didn't think that letter was going anywhere with me at all. But <laughs> the cast take it to a fucking wonderful place. So good letter, Scofie. That is a um, weird Willy Wonka type thing. Did Kennedy answer the question? Kennedy? A uh, beer that... I, I can't top if you say Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, you're dead to me. <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Who is it? The Lindemans McKellar uh, Basil Lambic. That was <laughs> that. That was a nice beer, man. Like it wasn't. Beer. It wasn't a terrible beer. Someone brought that on the show one time. I think that was yeah. a Treadwell Park episode, if I do believe. All right. So, what beer do you want to bring back? Uh, Wookie Jack. How about Wookie Jack? Oh, looky Jack. All right. So let's talk about this nighting. So Guyard Oliver got some night ship. Hall already has and It's really a night ship, but for some reason it's called a night ship. Did the queen actually touch you with a sword before she died? No, oh, this is, and I love that Cass is, is, is so tickling this, this shit. Um, All right, as so I texted Hall at like 930 at night after I was well, perusing the internet. This time. Yeah. There, uh, there talk me is, through it. What are we talking about there here? There is the ancient order of Belgian brewers, which goes back hundreds of years. And it is like the professional you know, guild of you know, brewing professionals in Belgium. And because they are you know, European, uh, they have all of these, these great traditions and they have all of the, you know, they own a castle um, and you know, all of these various things. And so they have what's called uh, the, the, the order of the mash paddle and you 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 can be knighted by this group uh for contributions to beer and so in late 2019 like dollar contributions because i've had uh, a lot of beer uh, shit in my life. yeah no no this is not a i and so i was judging at the brussels beer challenge in late 2019 uh, and we're, you know, at this this grand brewers hall. You know, they have these buildings that date back to like the 1300s. You know, it, it, it's 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 really cool. And they have. I've been to Europe. I know what it's like. And all that, right? I know you. Yeah, I've seen things. I've seen old. So. <laughs> I've been to Europe. I know what it's like to go to a country that has a little more history than 1776. Right. Go on. <laughs> yeah, when Fonce's Tavern is the best we can do, so they're <laughs> yeah. like, that's cute. So, oh yeah, yeah. your 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 shed is from 640. We have a tavern that George Washington drank in. Anyway, go on. Um, so, yeah, they have the whole regalia thing. And I was at this reception and they were inducting new knights. And I was surprised uh, when I was brought up, uh, when my name was announced. And I was brought up and uh, with zero preparation, I, I swore an oath to uh, St. Arnold and King Gambrinus. 
uh, <laughs> that I will uphold the traditions of, uh, of, of beer and I don't know, fortitude, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, a, a very nice gentleman had a, a mash paddle and he tapped both of my shoulders and I'm an honorary knight. And this is like, what I got a medal. I got a scroll. It's, it's kind of a, it was kind of a fun thing. Wait, this uh, happened in it, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about Did it. Did we do an episode we, about this? Was I blacked out at some point? Well, How would yes, this have happened without yes us talking no. about it? No, it, it came up. Um, oh. But <laughs> But last week they had, I guess, during the the Belgian Beer Week um, or Brussels Beer Week or something, they do uh, a, a, another induction ceremony. And this time, you know, it's the people who know that it's going to happen. Um, and Sir Garrett Oliver was knighted uh, last week, which was which was wonderful, along with a bunch of other people. And um, yeah, so but being Cass- a semantics but- person, hold on, being a semantics person, your knighthood was honorary. Is his legitimate? Like, does he? No, get, they're like, all the they're Brussels all with. They're with his title, them. his yeah. title doesn't include land. I, it does not include. I, I if, if, then, if then it, what's a, then it's not a title with the with the with then the it's not a title. Board. Anyway, all right. So now and then, Cass finds this out while he's in his fifth banana lambic and starts <laughs> tweeting the world. Yeah, and he's just like, "You were knighted before Garrett," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." And oh he's God, like, <laughs> "You are such a shyster, yeah. Cass." And Cass is like, well, we got it. We got to promote this. And I was like, it's a weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird flex. Um, you know, like I'm, so I'm, we, I'm all right. We got to make, so now we got to make Chapeau. We got to make Chapeau, <laughs> Banana Lambic, Revisited, Redux. Well, so what needs uh, to happen is here is after this episode, after this episode, the Belgians are going to renege on my, my honorary knighthood. Brought just to you by a man. About. Yeah. No, brought that's not going to happen. And who was knighted four years before Garrett Oliver. All, all I'm saying is now the three of us need to figure out a way to get knighted because right now Hall is is like the king of the four of us. I just I want to know if it's royalty. Like the stone cutters on the Simpsons where now when we get together I can tell Garrett down. what to do. We, who <sighs> holds the metric system down? We do. We do. We do. Um, the, um, uh... Yeah, that's that's fun. I don't need to be a knight, Cass. I'm willing to give my knighthood to you. So if I get one, it'll be yours. Um. That's as, as, April, as April said, like afterwards, she's like, so this is going to make you just a little bit more insufferable. Yes. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, 100%. The feather in the castle. That's so insufferable to you. You see, you yeah. see, when you need your insufferability to go to 11, this gives it just that little push. So wait, um, I just, just to go back to Cass's beer, because I've been thinking about this, we're going to have to call it Cass's hammock, right? Cass's hammock? No, Cass's, Cass's flat brim, right? Chapeau means hat. Yeah, but I was going for something else. Oh, <clears throat> oh I get it. I get it. Because because Cass walks around in a butt thong. Yeah. Um, got it. Uh, all right. Uh, do we have one more letter to tie this shit up? We've we've already run over time because we do when we ramble together. But Kennedy, you get you got one to bring us home on? Uh, yeah. Let's grab one more here. We got a letter about hop waters. Has anyone on the show tried any of the hop waters? At first, yes. they were going to be a gimmick. But I was pleasantly surprised by Sierra Nevada and Lagunitas offerings. It quenches the beer taste during the week. And some are labeled <clears> free. I think they're good. Didn't, didn't didn't Chief give us a hop water? He or... did. He did. He did uh put some hop hop waters, non-alcoholics, uh, on you when we were up there for those episodes. Uh, oh, but I've right. learned I've learned good. that I've learned that one of these companies. I think it's Lagunitas has a non-alcoholic IPA 
and a non-alcoholic hop water. That's yeah, they're two different, two different things completely, yeah. Okay. But they're the same company and, and ostensibly the same thing, right? It's just One's like a sparkling one water with hops and the other. One seltzer and one's, one seltzer and one's underdeveloped beer. Got it. Yep. Um, and I prefer the latter, I think. You think you I like think the Sierra water? the Sierra ones are are fire. They're they're, they're good. In fire. my tastings, in my tastings for I... for NA beer development, I've had these hop teas, mm-hmm. and they never they never connect with me the way better NA beers do. Um, I don't know that I've ever had just the water, but I, I wouldn't. You know me. I got to try it before I say I don't want to try it. So if anybody has a favorite, put it on the Facebook page or whatever, and I'll go search it out and try it and see if it's any good. Um, I kind of like water, though. I don't know that water needs flavoring. I'm not a guy like I don't even fall for the flavored seltzers outside putting a couple shots of bitters in a glass of seltzer. I, uh, I like water. I like water. Yeah, it's not trying to be anything that it's not, right? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I think I think I'm okay, but I will definitely try it. I will seek one out. If you got a favorite, tell me about it. Um, Hall, have you written an all about beer article about hop waters yet? Not yet, but uh, I'll I'll put it on the list. Put it on the list, dude. You owe us yeah. that. I mean, I after we're spicy, done with our our, spicy our full content. feature on um, uh, banana lambic, <laughs> you could pluck all up right, a so. couple hops off the vines and you know muddle them into some seltzer while you're at the hotel room and get I'm like a, it, a true fresh be the, do the first fresh hopped seltzer, seltzer. right off the vine based on it. it look at you genius Cass you are fucking brilliant you are a idea generator Cass is in the lab right, y'all. this show was brought to you by you Patreons hey, you guys the ones who support us and you're the way we decide whether or not we're gonna buy a tote of banana mush for uh for the for the Casa de Cassie so um thanks thanks and castle i don't know how they give us more money or how they give us money so that they can, so their vote counts in the whether we buy bananas or not poll uh patreon.com slash steal this beer is the banana fund there is always money in the banana stand <laughs> reference you know what it's i'm reference. talking about That's write us letters write us letters i feel like we have a few more because justin had to pick through there yeah, at we, the get, end. We, so we have a few more so I like We're getting a lot of letters lately, so just write us about whatever. You know, we'll talk about yeah. it. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all the social medias, Fache Libro, Twitter, Instagram, at Steal This Beer, and see what we are drinking on on tap. And I believe we are a bunch of episodes behind because I got yelled at for overposting before the episodes came out. So there might be some Good shit job. missing. Paul, go find your beers and drink them. The 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 better set were the first two, not the second two. Okay. All right. Go Perfect. get them. Let us know what you think. Definitely drink that Allagash. And that, that first, that Oktoberfest from whoever that yeah, was. Yeah, Zero Gravity. Okay. I like Ooh-wee. that one a lot. I like that one a lot. All right, y'all. Thank you, and get at us. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.